The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode of Datable is brought to you by Scoot. You can explore San Francisco on electric scooters and have the best first date of your life. Datable listeners get a special deal. Sign up for $10 and get three hours of scooting. Sign up at scoot.co forward slash dateable or use the code hotdate. 
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. How's dating in San Diego? Or is that something you don't want to talk about, Michael Vargas? <laughs> uh, it's It's been not very uh, happening just because I'm focusing on other things. But I'm meeting some good people, so that's good. Uh, so that person that was just uh, pushing me to get some truth out of my life was uh, my lovely co-host, UA. And on each episode, we dissect a dating story. But before we do that, folks, UA, I believe you have something to share with us. Yeah, so um, you guys remember from our last um, season, the finale, we talked to this guy named Robert who did his own Tinder experiment where he wrote the message, are you opposed to hooking up, question mark, winky face, to 20 Tinder matches. So then I was inspired to do the same thing on Tinder myself. So um, I would like to report those results because I've not shared them with anybody. So for, for 10 minutes straight, I right swiped for everyone, okay? And for the first 20 matches I got, this is, I wrote this message. Except I got confused by what the message was. Now looking back on it, I did a double negative in my question, which is, are you not opposed to hooking up? Question mark, <laughs> wiki face, which is a very, I'm sorry, I totally fucked up the experiment, but it makes it even more interesting because I think it's not as straightforward. Of the 20 guys I messaged, 19 responded, except for one guy, Tom, who is still leaving me hanging. Oh, Tom. So I'm still waiting for him to respond. I'm just not checking Tinder, probably. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And of the 19 that responded, 18 said yes. <laughs> and Good. one guy stood out and said, are you for real? So he totally called me out. But I'm going to go through some of the responses I got, the variations on, yeah, let's hook up. So people are like, I'm not opposed to anything. And this one guy was like, can you be more specific? When <laughs> <laughs> he's confused by your double negative. He's like, what is this double negative? Should I be opposed? Um, one guy said, no, I'm not opposed to hooking up. Let's meet up. But one guy was like, I got to go to the mall first and get a pair of shoes what? and then I have dinner plans. But what about after dinner? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So there's more to the story because this happened around Valentine's day Okay. and Valentine's day weekend. I went to Napa with my good friends who are married to each other and they get wasted and they love playing on Tinder. You guys know this. I'm sure you all have those married yeah. friends who love playing on your Tinder because they've never done it before. So it got really explicit when my friend's husband got a hold of this and he was like, oh, you're asking people to hook up. And his me next message would be like, which holes are off limits? <laughs> <laughs> next day we wake up and my friend's husband's like, you know, I had a really fun time playing on your Tinder, but there's this one guy I think you should keep talking to. Okay. So. Um, my friend wrote some really inappropriate things like what holes are off limits, all that stuff. And this guy just kept saying, I don't think you're real. I don't, you know, I don't think you're for real. So we went on a date, which turned into several dates. So we, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And that was all from a Tinder experiment. And he, I think now realizes that that was a result of Tinder experiment, but I did not tell him when I first met him. Nice. And he said, and you know what, we got to give props to Robert. Because that's yep. what Robert said. There's going to be one guy, that's, but for a different reason, which actually kind of turned out in his favor. 
I did learn something else from this experiment is that I don't ever want to do this again because I think it really toys with people's feelings. I actually feel bad. I want to apologize to anybody who's victim to this. I we we started this as a very innocent experiment, but I didn't want to toy with anybody's feelings. Okay, so the takeaway from all this is swipe right. Swipe right, but don't toy with people's feelings. And the other takeaway is I'm still waiting for Tom to respond back to me. Respond back to UA. She's dying on the inside. Can I call him out? Tom works at Google. He uh, is from Iowa. Plus, we have a mutual friend. And the friend was on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe some other girl successfully got him off Tinder. Maybe. I hope that's the case. But anyway, that's it. I think we can go on to our regular broadcasting now. All right, let's begin. We have a guest in our studio today. His name is Sam. <laughs> what is your dating story? So uh, I'm going to give a little uh, story about a Tinder date that I had happen. Oh, God, I don't know. This is maybe like three or four months ago now. So I matched with this girl. She was very cute, lives out in Oakland. And I was like, yeah, she seemed very interesting. She had like cool photos of her like doing weird stuff, and she was a DJ. That seemed also interesting and more rare in the city where everyone is just sitting behind a keyboard right. all of the time. So uh, we scheduled a date. Um, here's my little dating secret for people is uh, all around downtown, there are a whole bunch of secret hidden rooftop parks. Rooftop so, parks? Yeah, oh yeah, yep. they're awesome. Yep. There's like a whole bunch of them around. What? So I said like, let's meet up at one of those, do lunch, uh, she had a couple like dietary issues. I have subs. I was like, I'm gonna make us up. I made up like a scallop, uh, blood orange salad. What? what? You made that <laughs> for a first date? Yeah, I was like, but I had time. Wow. Can we go on a first date? <laughs> Love scallops. All right. So I get to the little park thing, and wait, and wait. So after about like 30 minutes, I'm like, I definitely just got stood up on this. That does not usually happen so far in uh, my experience. Luckily, I was a little bit hungry, so I just ended up getting her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get back home, and I get like in this like series of Tinder messages where she's like, "Oh no!" Like all in like caps locks. Like I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. Can we like go on another date? Um, and I was like, "Sure." Like I mean, we all screw up one time. She, she's like, "Oh, like I'm bad at using the app." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well here's my." phone number, and she's like, oh yeah, so actually, tomorrow night I'm DJing a show in the city. I was like, cool, like I'll go to that. So I get to the show, and first off, it was at a lesbian bar, which I was like, oh, okay, so now all of us are gonna be interested in you. This is super convenient. <laughs> like, like, if it was a normal bar, at least I'd like have like 50-50 odds. It's like really not ideal. <laughs> and there's maybe like 10 or 15 people there, and like, she's DJing at the moment. And, and so this is where I then like started to get the first like, oh, that's weird. Um, there's a dude being like awkwardly like right up against like by the DJ booth as well. She finally finishes her set and like all of her friends kind of cluster around her. And so she goes through and she's like, says hi to everybody. Cause she's like, hey Sam, how's it going? And so she also chats with the guy about the same length of time. I'm like, this is weird. She didn't interact with him the way like she did with like her friends. So she proceeds to then like disappear for like 30 minutes. So while she's in the back, I like I walk up to the guy. I'm like, oh hey, like, so how do you know her? He's like, oh we met like two days ago. And I'm like, all right. So whether or not she thinks this is a date she's on with him, he definitely thinks this is a date that he's on with her. <laughs> so this is like their second date. I, I like didn't pry in too much. So 
she comes back out, starts like dancing with us, but it's dancing <laughs> with, with the whole group. And so it's like her in the middle of her group of friends, like dancing, and then like she'll like come over and like dance with me for a moment, like go back and like dance. She'll like she made sure like dance with each friend just a little bit, so it also wasn't like awkward, like she was just dancing with the two guys. Everyone else is they're all female. Yes, well, and, and lesbians. It was right, but it's like you and yes. a guy, yes. and then a bunch of girls. Yes. So wait, this is like a hint of lust for her. I. <laughs> no, this is a group date. Uh, yeah. No it was, idea. Uh, and so then after like. Maybe like ten minutes of this, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> like I just like kind of like, like she like once again like disappeared for a couple minutes. Like, I just like snuck off and like headed out. So then the next day, she sends me like this once again like a string of messages She's like, Sam, can we have another date? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and and so I'm very sad. So I'm like, all right, you're you're batting O for two. Yeah. I don't have any reason why I think. A third date would be any different from numbers one or two. So you never went on a third date with her? No, I did not. Did you call her out on her shit? Yeah. I did not go any more than just the O for saying she was O for two on the date. Okay, and well that's, that's like, like, that's enough. Well, okay, well this is a problem that I face as well and we all do is that dating has become so casual that it's almost like too casual. And then you don't know if this is an actual date or you're just hanging out and then whatever you were at, some orgy <laughs> group date, I don't even know. I just don't think people get it. I don't think people get that they're like toying with people's emotions and time. And time. <laughs> it kind of felt like she just wanted a fan club though. Did she yeah. want you to follow her on Instagram? <laughs> that would have, I think know. she did link to that inner Tinder profile. I don't, oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> It sounds like she was just filling the funnel. Yeah, because the first date, maybe she had double booked that too. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Because she saw the other guy, right, and she was right. like, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you have something, Kimia? Yeah, so a big thing with dating being so casual here, right, is that sometimes we don't really tell the person how we feel. Do you feel like you really told her that you were going out of your way to accommodate her and make these scallop salads? Or was it kind of like, meet me here, let's hang out? Uh, yeah, I, th I, think I, I'd, mm. I think I did a pretty good job of making it like clear, because yeah, sometimes, I, sometimes I'm not as good at that one. This one we did like, where you like had a couple of back and forths and like the, oh hey, so there's a whole, like, like there are these secret marks, there's one over here, and she was like, oh my god, that sounds amazing! Um, uh -huh. And then was like, oh, but I can't eat this thing, whatever. And I was like, oh, no problem. I will make us salads. I mean, like, yeah. that's pretty definitive what yeah. that is. That's not just I, hanging out with salad. Why can't we just come out and say it's a date? You right. know, we're not hanging out. Like, yeah. can we just fucking get rid of that phrase? I hate when people go, do you want to hang out this weekend? No, I hang out with my friends. If you want to take <laughs> me on a date, I will go on a date with you. So I met this guy on Tinder. I canceled on him last minute, maybe like an hour before our date, because I really had a conflicting meeting. And he called me out and said, you know, that's not, that's not cool. And, to do this so last minute, I don't know if this is a legitimate reason. If this is your way of telling me you're not interested, then just tell me that straight out. But if you are still interested, the ball's in your court. You let me know when you're free. That's good. Yeah, and I actually really appreciate that. Well, and I think for me also, my feeling is I, I've once now accidentally missed a Tinder date or a first date. I think it was like I had in my calendar as the wrong day, or I don't know, I don't even remember now. This is like, okay. this is a year ago. Okay. Um, and I remember I missed one, and I was mortified. Mm. And so I like was like, please go on another date, and like I made sure to kill it on the second yeah. try. Because yeah. I was like, I 
felt terrible yeah. about having like not pulled through on the first one. What are your thoughts about comparing online dating versus meeting someone in real life? Do you feel like there's more commitment to meet someone when you meet them in real life? I feel like, because uh, so this one was a flake, but that's, that's one of, I think only twice that's ever happened out of a huge number of first dates. That's a good number. Show me your Tinder right now. Hunter, can I see how many matches you've had? I've deleted a lot, but yeah, Sam's totally. taking it out. Let's see. Sam, I actually think online dating's helped make it feel like more of a date. Right. You meet in real life, you're like, I have no idea what this really is. Especially if you meet someone at like a bar, that's just like complete garbage 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. So. People are flaking out on you with that? Yeah. yeah. Because if it's someone you know in real life, you're just hanging out. And so it's like, oh, well, we're just hanging out. I'm sorry, I can't just hang out on Friday. Like, I've got a Tinder date. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm just curious, what do you think is the percentage of people that use Tinder as a serious dating app versus just a hookup? I think it depends on like whether people are looking at Tinder as I want to go on a first date and I want it to mean something versus people are just like, I'm just looking for an easy way. I think that it's, that's a very good point because Tinder is the online equivalent of meeting someone at a bar and eHarmony is the equivalent of meeting someone at church. So it's like even someone who goes to church trolling for a wife will also go on Tinder right. looking for booty or looking for a wife as well, right? So it's really the context of when, you, where and how you meet someone. And I do think on Tinder, even when you are serious, when you match with someone, yeah. you already assume they're not serious. But then you have like someone here like Sam who's trying to do a legit date, so... We're a, a rare and noble breed. No, I know, I agree. And I think some people, there you are a rare breed, but you would be able to attract the, the type of woman who's also looking for that. Because then she'll be like, oh, he is serious. Right. Then she can switch her mindset. So are we asking too much of Tinder? You know what? That's a great question. When I think of Tinder, I think of it as you use it to hook up. And so when people say to me, I have coworkers who are on Tinder who are like 35 and they're looking for serious relationships and they're on Tinder. Guilty. 35 on Tinder right here <laughs> pointing. Curious, like where that That's a very good point. I if, think And if it does work, like does it? You know, it's a context, right? But it's also about vetting. You know, on Tinder there's so many things like the profile photos, what they write in their profile is so telling about what their intentions are without even being explicit about it. You just have to vet those people a little bit more. The beauty of Tinder is that it gamifies dating yeah. yep. and it brings quantity over quality. There's a great study about, well, you have a train and you can push a button and what this button does and it pushes someone onto the railroad track and it kills one person as opposed to a hundred. Most people would feel somewhat comfortable about that. Then there was another study, and it showed that what the person actually had to do was actually push someone onto the trail tracks, as opposed to pushing a button, or the 100 people would die. And in that study, a lot more people were much more hesitant to actually do it. So it's that disconnect that makes us feel certain choices are a lot easier. But once it's closer, and it becomes much more of a real choice. It's easier to make the harsh decision when you don't know who the person is. Well, Sam, I think you should, I think the takeaway of this is that you should just go to the secret rooftop garden yourself <laughs> with two scallop salads <laughs> meet someone organically that way. You should go on How About We. Have you heard about How About We? Negative. 
How about we? Shut down. Are they still alive? Shit, did they? <laughs> okay. They're alive. Sorry. Okay. How about we? I actually really like their product, which is how about we and you fill in the blank. And people who like your proposed activity will be, so, reach out to you. And let's talk about the red flags. Another red flag that Sam did really well of recognizing was when you went out on that second date, you were paying attention to how she was interacting with other people. That's a great way to find out and kind of gauge the situation, how she is responding to you and how she's responding to other people. Another red flag is um, pictures with the opposite sex. So many guys on yeah. Tinder have pictures with a bunch of girls in bikinis in Vegas. Because they want to seem as if the women want them, that they're a desirable person. Yeah, they want to look desirable. It really does a reverse. Don't do that, guys. Well, just don't do it. Well, men have said group shots of women. No, it more just makes it really hard to tell who they are. Right, exactly. <laughs> so often, so often you make it. Well, so often you make it through a profile, and you're like. I literally don't know which human being you are. All <laughs> selfies is a huge red flag. Yeah, all it selfies. Makes you seem super self-absorbed. And you have no friends to take pictures for you. <laughs> I think for everybody, it's always good. I mean, this is like basic business principles. Go look at your competition. If your girl, get on your guy friend's Tinder and swipe through girls. You'll get a sense of exactly what people are doing wrong. Me and my roommate traded phones for like an hour and That's like great. played on each other's one and like really got people like, oh wow, this is some like amateur rookie stuff that these dudes are doing. Like, oh, okay, I can definitely not put that in my profile. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. Guys, um, I'm not even gonna do question of the day because we, we touched <laughs> upon so many. <laughs> Don't forget to submit your stories and remember we can always keep you anonymous. We can change your name. We can change the names of people in your stories. We just wanna protect your identity as well as other people's. Last but not least, all of us are gonna say this in unison. One, two, three. Stay, Stay dateable. Dates can be so unreliable. Scoots are the opposite. You're in the driver's seat as you ride around the city, so your time is up to you. Like online dating, Scoot is at your fingertips and everything's done through an app. Sized helmets are included in each Scoot, so you're always ready to go. Scoot has a special deal for dateable listeners. Just $10 gets you a membership and three free hours of riding. Use the code HOTDATE or visit scoot.co forward slash dateable. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.